there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. Hey, and happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. I am so excited. This is just one of my favorite times of year. And I'm really, really excited about this series that we're headed into in the next month because we're going to be talking about how to bring what your kids do and learn at church into your homes. Um, and you know, I am just, I'm just so passionate about this aspect of children's ministry because I am a children's pastor for one. Um, and so this is my passion. This is my calling. Um, but then also I am a parent. <laughs> I have three young boys and it's just so important to me that what my kids are learning at church, um, becomes part of their culture, part of their just everyday conversation and everything because that's the whole reason why we go to church, right? We want to go to church. We want to bring our children to church so that they can learn about Jesus and so that they can understand better how they fit into God's story and, and how to have a relationship with the God of the universe. And so the only way that that is going to happen is not by bringing them to church, actually. Um, and, and some of you are probably raising your eyebrows at me right now. Yes, church is important. It's very important to bring your kids, starting at a very early age, to bring your kids to church because that will start building that foundation. But if your kids don't see you um, acting out what you are learning in church. Um, if they don't see you praying, if they don't see you memorizing scripture, and if they don't see you instilling that in them during the week as well, um, then they're not going to see the point of continuing to go to church, of continuing um, their relationship with God after they graduate from high school. And I know that for lots of us, that is, it seems like a really long ways away when our kids will graduate from high school and go off to college or or get a job and move out of the house, hopefully, right? Um, and, and we don't even really like to think about that. But the thing is that each phase of life, um, it goes by so quickly. Um, each phase of a child's life is, is only, each year is only 365 days. And then that's only 52 weeks. And then if there are weeks that you're sick or that you're out of town and you, ch or just that you decide not to go to church, you're reducing that number more and more and more. Which means that your kids, if you're not bringing this ministry into your homes, it means that your kids are only being exposed to God, to Jesus, to the Bible, to fellowship with other believers, um, however many times. Um, so, I mean, and some of us, that's only, you know, 10, 20 times a year. And that number is very astoundingly low uh, because if it really truly is important to us that our kids develop a relationship with Jesus, um, then then not only should we be bringing to them to church every chance we get, but we should also be bringing that into our homes. So 
I, I talk to the kids in my ministry about this every once in a while. This really, I really do believe this, that what they learn in church is more important than what they learn at school. But so often in our parenting, we do not exemplify that, that, that we believe that um, because we work on spelling words more than we work on memory verses. Um, we encourage kids to read, uh, but we don't encourage them to read their Bibles. Uh, some of our kids don't even have a Bible. Um, and so when we start to reframe our thinking about ministry in our homes and the importance of it, um, then that's going to reframe everything we do. And so in this next month or so, in these next several weeks, we're going to be talking about how we do this. How do we take what our kids are learning and experiencing on a Sunday morning at church service and bring it into our homes and continue to dive into scripture with them and and continue to learn alongside them, especially if I, as a parent, don't really know a lot about the Bible, don't really know a lot about God, but I, but I see the importance of it. And, and I want my kids to develop this relationship early on in life because I have experienced life without God, <laughs> right? Some of us, that's our story. And so the reason we're bringing our kids to church is because we want them to have a different life than we had. But there's more to just there's more to it than just bringing them to church. And so in these next several weeks, we're going to really be diving into how to do that. And I'm so excited um, that we get to do this together. Um, I hope that as you have been listening to my podcast, um, if, if, you, if you have been listening to it, I hope that every time there has been something that has seemed unsurmountable, that the steps that I break it down into um, have helped you to see how, no, I can totally do this. I really hope that that is your experience um, with my podcast, and I intend for that to be your experience with this series. So today we're going to start off this series talking about prayer. And today I'm going to share with you three tips to create a culture of prayer in your home. And then I'm also going to share with you three ideas of ways to implement prayer in your own personal life. And then that can also be translated into your kids' lives as well. So I'm really excited to dive into this. Um, I'm going to start off today saying something. My first tip uh, is is going to seem a little bit strange, especially to those of you who have grown up in Christian homes, you've been taught how to pray already. Uh, prayer is an important part of your life. And so what I want you to know about this first tip before I even say it is that this is a tip for starting off. Uh, if you do not have a culture of prayer in your home already, uh, this is a this is a tip to really start. It's your starting point, okay? Um, so I'm going to tell you it starts 
as a system. Prayer starts as a system. That's my first tip. <laughs> uh, so what I mean by that is you have, you have to start somewhere and you have to make it a habit. So by that, I mean, you see Christian homes, uh, even portrayed on TV, but maybe you see your friends or maybe this is a good example of your home where before every meal you sit down and you pray together. That is an, a perfect example of how prayer starts as a system. The mealtime reminds us to turn to our God and to praise him and to worship him through prayer. Um, and so it's just, it's a, it's a moment of the day that is a reminder to us to stop and pray. Now, once we get into the habit of this system of praying before meals, um, then it starts, that time of day starts to become much more personal for us. Instead of praying because we have to, or we feel like we have to, or, or we've made this commitment to do so, instead of praying because we're about to eat dinner, um, it will become praying because we want to connect with our Lord. So that's why praying before meals um, is a great way to start off. Um, if you're already praying before meals, maybe there's another time of day that you need to add in just as a system to get back into the habit of praying in order to create a culture of prayer in your home. So some other ideas for when prayer would be a very a very natural time of day uh, to, to add prayer in would be before bed um, or in the morning. Um, you could tie it into a, a habit that you already have, like brushing your teeth. You know, every time I brush my teeth, I'm going to I'm going to pray. That would be a morning and evening for most of us, right? Um, and then another idea, especially if you've got young children, is if a child gets hurt. Now, if your home is anything like mine, kids are complaining that they get hurt like at least five times. <laughs> A day. Um, and so anytime that somebody gets hurt, uh, one really effective and wonderful way to comfort them is to pray over them to say, do you want to pray about it? Um, and can I or can I pray for you? Let's pray for your hand that, you know, got pinched in the door or let's pray for your head that get, got bumped on the wall um, and pray that Jesus would heal you and give you comfort. Um, and that's just a really great way to help kids understand that God is our healer and God is our comforter. And it brings those things that they're learning in church. Um, hopefully they're learning in church that God is our healer and that God is our comforter. And then it brings that into your home and reiterates what they have already learned about God on Sundays. This Things like this, as you, as you create this system of we are going to pray at these times of the day, it will become a habit for you and for your kids. And then once it's a habit, prayer becomes real. And this is my second tip is to pray real. So by this, I mean those recited prayers, the, the recited prayers, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. They're good for creating habits. They're good for helping kids to know what to say when they don't know what to say to God. 
they are not um, as real prayers as they can be. Um, so I would say it, I would say create a, not a policy, that's, that sounds too rigid, um, but create a culture in your home of real prayers. Whatever your kids want to pray for, pray for that. If they want to say, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, that's wonderful. What else can you thank God for? So let's, so maybe you, your child sits down at the table and, and maybe this is just a, an, an example of a prayer that you have always done as a family. And that means that you've already got the habit down, right? So that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with recited prayers except when we don't take it to the next level with God. Because when you and I talk to each other, there's not a recitation, right? <laughs> when you talk with your friends, with your spouse, with your kids, there's not some recitation that you always say. Um, now, maybe there are phrases that you use often with your kids, but when you're talking to them and you're having a heart to heart, you're not just saying the same thing over and over again. And that's exactly what God wants from us. He wants a heart to heart with us. And we need to teach our children how to do that. And so if your child sits down at the table and has this recited prayer that you've always done, let's use my example. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. Let your child say that and then say, hey, what else can we thank God for today? Now, the first time you ask this question, you're probably going to need to give some examples, but leave it as an open-ended question at the beginning and see what they say. See if they have some ideas like, oh yeah, I got an A on my spelling test or, or oh yeah, my friend is coming over today. That That's really special. I can thank God for that. And then say, okay, let's thank God for that too. And then we'll say amen. And then we all bow our heads again and we continue our prayer. And so use those moments as teaching moments um, so that your kids can get better acquainted with how to talk to God and with the fact that when we talk to God, we're having a conversation. I would also say pray for real prayer requests. So that means that if your child is in a small group at church, um, then they probably are sharing prayer requests around the circle. Ask them about that. Ask them, what, what can we be praying for this week for your friends? Um, or maybe there's just something on their heart from school. Give them an opportunity to share that with you. Now, not all kids are going to be as open as others. Um, and this is going to change as they get older as well, um, how much they're willing to share or, or how, um, how open they are to sharing just in general their prayer requests, but but allowing that openness between you is really important. Um, and for some of you, you're going to have to start that conversation by being the vulnerable person first. Um, so that means that your own personal prayer requests need to be shared. Now, I'm not telling you that you should um, tell your kids that, oh, you know, we really need to pray because of our financial situation right now, or, you know, or we really need to pray about our marriage, you know, things like that are 
too personal probably to share with your children. Um, but you can pray um, on kind of a surface level for those kinds of things. Um, let's pray that uh, daddy finds a new job or let's pray um, that uh, mom and dad uh get a chance to go on a date night this week. Um, so you can come up with, with ways to share real prayer requests um, without giving too much information to your kids that would stress them out for sure. Um, and then my third tip is to pray together. Matthew eighteen twenty says, where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. And it's just so encouraging to know that when we gather together as a family, we are two or three or more, right? Um, and as we gather together, physically together <laughs> as a family, um, then God is there and God is with us. And that is the whole point of prayer is to develop this relationship with the God who is Emmanuel, who is here with us. But not only physically praying together, but we can pray together spiritually as well. So as we share those real prayer requests, and as we um, pray for one another, we are spiritually together. I can, from my office, pray for my friend, pray for my husband, pray for my sons, and I am spiritually with them because I am lifting them up to the Lord. Um, and so as we pray together for each other, it brings us together. As we pray individually for each other, it brings us together spiritually. And then as we pray together for our friends, for our, you know, our family is our inner circle, but then our outer circle is our, our friends and our, um, our outside family, right? The grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins. Um, as we pray together for them, that becomes really important too. And so as people step up, step out in faith and share what's going on in their lives and ask for prayer, then we as a family can be praying together. And there may be a, a piece of that that does not get shared with the children. But we can just say, hey, we're praying for Uncle Charlie. We're just going to pray for Uncle Charlie this week. Um, and they don't need to know that it's because Uncle Charlie has cancer or, <laughs> you know, but we can pray for Uncle Charlie. Now, if those are details that you want to share, you certainly can, and that is up to you. But I'm, but we don't always have to share all the details in order to pray for somebody. Now, those are my tips to create a culture of prayer within your home. I have three tips on how to do this on a, on a personal level. Um, and then, of course, that's going to transfer over to your children as well. Um, but before we do that, um, we're going to take just a short break. 
So now we're on to the ideas of ways to implement prayer in your own personal prayer life, and then, of course, in your kids' personal prayer lives as well. And so I've got three ideas for you, um, and my intention is to post, uh, to make some blog posts on how to make these um, throughout the week as well. And I'm, I'm hoping that I will be able to do that for you. My first tip is to create a prayer board. Um, and by this, I mean some sort of chalkboard or whiteboard um, or even like a poster board or a notepad that goes up on the wall or on a counter somewhere where everybody can see it um, in a prominent place in the home where you write down prayer requests. Now, this needs to be the idea behind the board is that you can see it without opening up something. Um, so it's not a prayer journal, but it's a prayer board that everybody can see. Um, and so on your prayer board, you're going to write prayer requests or we are praying for or something like that as the title on it. And then you're going to write down just simple statements. Um, it could even just be names. Um However you want to organize that is perfectly fine. Um, it could be something that only the parents write on or as kids get old enough, maybe kids can add things to the prayer board as well. Um, we have ours in our dining room. And so when we do our family meeting or even when we're praying around the table before dinner, we can just glance up at our prayer board and we know what we want to be praying for. It creates intentionality behind our prayers. Um, as we write down prayer requests on that board, it's, you know, sometimes I even feel like the act of writing somebody's prayer request on a prayer board is, pray is some form of prayer. Um, because I'm saying I want to be intentional about praying for this person or for this thing to happen or whatever it may be. Um, and so being able to post that um, not only says we're going to be intentional about praying for this person, but it also says prayer is important to us. This is a value we have as a family, and so we're going to post it. We're putting it up, you know, we're as if it were our marriage picture, our wedding, our wedding picture, as if it, you know, were um, something very important to us, a, a baby picture. Um, this is this is important to us, and so this is a value we have as a family, and we're going to pray together. Another idea, and this is much more personal, it would be a prayer journal. And this would be somewhere that you would actually, you can just have a list of prayers or you can write out your whole prayers. So by that, I mean, you can bring it to Bible study and write down prayer requests as they're shared, you know, just kind of a list of things to pray for. Or you can use it as a way uh, as a means to pray. So you can write down, dear Lord, thank you for this day and, and continue. You know, you can write out your prayers as a letter to him. It's really cool um, as kids are learning to write um, to allow them to have a prayer journal. Um, and even before they're able to write and spell, 
to give them a prayer journal to draw pictures in um, helps them to start to understand that they can talk to God about anything and they can talk to God in many different ways. It does not have to be praying out loud around the dinner table, but drawing a picture for God as though they're drawing a picture for grandma <laughs> is a way of communicating with him. Um, and it helps our young ones to understand how personable God is um, and how much he wants to be their friend forever, how much he wants to have a relationship with them. And so as they are um, writing or drawing or coloring in their prayer journal to just know that this is being lifted up to God. The other idea I have to share today is a prayer jar. My kids have made these at church before, and they really enjoy using them. You take a mason jar of really any size and popsicle sticks. You let the kids decorate the mason jar, and then you write names on the popsicle sticks, and you put all those sticks in the jar. And then um, when it's their turn to pray, they can pull a stick from the jar, and that's who they're praying for. Um, we like to put the name of everybody in our family and then their teachers, their pastors, um, and other important people in their lives. We also like when we're making those sticks to allow the children to choose who they want to write. Who do you want? Who do you think should be on your prayer stick? And they might come up with a friend that maybe you hadn't thought of, or maybe you've never met. Maybe it's a friend from school who doesn't know Jesus. You can really get to know the heart of your child as you ask questions like these. And that's all I've got for you today. I really hope that you are able to create a culture of prayer in your home by following these tips and systems. But before we go, you know, we've been talking about prayer today, and I just would love it if I could say a prayer for you today. So dear Lord, I thank you so much for this wonderful friend that I have that maybe I've met and maybe I haven't. I thank you, God, for how these people are really wanting to be intentional about their prayer lives and about ministry in their homes. And I pray, God, that you would empower them this week to create some intentional steps that will lead them toward this culture of prayer in their homes. Because our desire, God, is to be more like you and to be closer to you in relationship with you. And we want our, that for our children so badly. So God, I pray that as we draw nearer to you through prayer, that our kids would see that and that they would learn from it and that they would then do it and experience it for themselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we intentionally create systems to pray in our homes, to make, to create this culture of prayer in our homes, our kids will better understand who they are in light of who God is. And so, yes, it does start as a system, but then we be begin to be able to pray real to pray real prayers for real people who have requested prayer. And then we pray together as a family, as a unit, 
um, not only physically. I mean, it starts out kind of just physically, right? But then it becomes a spiritual togetherness that only comes with the Holy Spirit. And I'm really, really excited for you to experience that together. Thanksgiving is a wonderful week to start this with your family. Maybe even have a conversation. Let the kids know, let your spouse know that, hey, this is something I really want to work on this week. Would you work on it together with me? And then before Thanksgiving dinner, hold hands around the table and thank the Lord together and start creating this system that will create a culture of prayer in your home. Happy Thanksgiving.